Hey everybody, welcome into the Letterman Lounge where it's always beautiful and sunny and the temperature is just right and there's no snow falling in here. Uh, we are back to talk about the Ohio State Buckeyes and a lot more as we always do on Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun casual joint. We've got Justin Zwick. We've got Nicole Cox. We've got Bobby Carpenter. We've got Jeremy Birmingham. We've got a show. Let's get into it. Ohio State very, <laughs> very busy last week on the coaching trail and we're going to get into that and we're going to talk Nicole probably has a lot more predictions for 2022 gotcha. but <laughs> Berm got to go be a fan and sit in the stands oh, again yeah. at a football game on Whoa. Saturday probably tailgated I did what, what was I, what was it like it was a little Tell scary me. because I was with my brother who's a Raiders fan and uh, so everything we did for the the game was themed around his plans so like Friday night we went to a Raiders party and then saturday we went you to a, is this an older or younger brother? raiders tailgate <laughs> like who has the um, it, veto power in this kudos this to the kudos to the raiders fans they travel well they were they were respectful there was no uh what? well that's good there were no shenanigans the the and uh obviously the bengals took care of business for the first time since i was 13 in the playoffs and that's pretty awesome um it, it was, was a great cool. game to watch yeah the first bengals game i've been to in nine years so uh, i figured if there was one guy i was going to trust with my mental health it was going to be joe burrow and he, he, he didn't let me <laughs> he delivered you mean Joe Bono with those glasses? Home whatever you Joey want. B. Hey, I love the confidence. I love that he wore those. I <laughs> think By the way. It's amazing. Okay, did you see Berm, those pictures of high school? Yeah, the ones I posted last night. Yes. I mean, of course, you had pictures of high school dudes, yeah. all, all three of your on his yeah, phone. Dudes. He's got albums. Oh, gosh. What the heck is the dude's Whole volume. On SNL. <laughs> I did a sweet Pete side. Davidson. Pete yeah. Davidson. Oh. The, when did Joe Burrow go full Slim Shady with the- That was like something that his team did for the playoffs in his senior year. Was that a senior year? Yeah. I mean- Called that game his senior year. He had a heck of a state championship. I mean, look at that. What are we talking about so here? The conversation uh, around the stadium on Saturday, there was a lot of people talking about all the times the Bengals had <laughs> fallen short in the past. And is there a track record of that? Uh, there is, actually. So <laughs> there was a lot of talk about all the juju, and I just started to tell people, no more juju, just JoJo. He no played juju. for Pittsburgh. Just JoJo. And uh, juju played for Pittsburgh. And they're, they're done. They're, they're done, but JoJo. R.I.P. Chives. JoJo goes on. Um, but so, what about the rest of the experience? Like, you got to... Go to a stadium and drink. And <clears throat> that was fun. I mean, was it packed? Was it was it, the stadium it was so a, jealous? A, a new stadium record at yeah. Paul Brown Stadium for the largest crowd there. I awesome. mean, it was loud. It was it was a good experience. It was the weather was cold, but it wasn't precipitating. It wasn't really windy. It was just a nice cold, uh, you know, January day. Classic Ohio day. I like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Love it. It, it could have been worse. The forecast had changed all week, and it was yeah. supposed to be snow, and then there wasn't. And you know, you watched that happen. And again, I, I told JC before the show, but to look around as that game ends, and you see a lot of Bengals fans who aren't always the, the group of fans that people think are like the most committed to their team. Or Well, in all fairness, because you have to wonder how committed the owner is. The owner's Right. Yeah. And, and so there's <laughs> a lot, as committed as their ownership. There's a lot of like weird feelings for Bengals fans because you, you expect them to disappoint you. But to, to look around at the end of the game and see a bunch of grown men crying and, you know, families hugging. Oh, now, were you one of them or did no, you just no, have the hot wings I, I, before? I was you know, oh, no, no, my eyes are zero. Oh, no, yeah, yeah. It's the wings, guys. It's nuclear. It's was, the wings. I was pretty happy just to, to watch it. I mean, I, I have, growing up in Northwest Ohio, not being like a Cincinnati guy who grew up, I mean, I've always been a Bengals fan and a Reds fan for some reason, but to to see those people who their entire lives, like they come in waiting for that moment again, it's pretty cool. For and, you know, one and, and for, 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 for Joe Burrow to be the guy to do it for him, I mean, it, it's it's a nice Local story. kid, by yeah. If I have to do a yeah. local, I'm like, Athens, I wouldn't define as local. Hamilton? Yeah. Well, I should, I'll even give you a Springfield, a Centerville, maybe even like a maybe, Dayton. Maybe I mean. Miami's better. I think Athens local, just because it's small I mean, town. In Ohio. It's, it's my more local from there. than Chicago. <laughs> it's in yeah. Ohio. I mean, yeah, it's in Ohio, right yeah. He's I'm an like, in-state guy. But they, it's started the sh- they started the broadcast, and they're like, 
here he is. He's from Southern Ohio. And then they put up the map. Yeah, it's, it's like, like yeah, well, way guess, over there. I guess he's maybe Southwestern. <laughs> and, and Cincinnati could not be more Southwestern. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's close. And then they put the link. But that, Ohio but, comes down to like one Southern point pretty much. They so funneled, it's Athens pretty much funneled him down yes, there. They funneled. Yeah. But it's momentum. It's fun. It's fun to watch. I'm Joe excited for them. How many, I mean, how many Buckeyes are on that team? There's four, right? Joe Mentor. Von, Von Bell. Von Bell. Pri- Prince. Isaiah Prince, Sam Hubbard. Sam Hubbard, so four. Yeah. Sam Hubbard, the golden four, guy. I mean, four and a half. Four I mean, with half. Joey, I mean, I guess, yeah. yeah. Wow. Isaiah Prince, who... He had his hands he, full on Saturday, didn't he? He did. He, mm-hmm. he did. He's not a guy... Joe probably knows what he's getting over there with Isaiah Prince, given they're on the same team. <laughs> Isaiah Prince, I think, can be like a good swing tackle. Maybe he can improve. Ball but, start a game. But where he's at right now, I don't wouldn't define him as someone you would feel great about protecting, protecting your perimeter. <laughs> it's... Uh, as they go forward, which they did, they won a yeah, game. That's what matters. Play. All that matters, yeah. Win, if, in, win in advance. If Burrow can continue to handle that pressure, because you know that he's going to keep getting it moving forward. Especially because you know Vrabel's got something, gonna have something <laughs> oh, funny oh, yeah. dialed up think, for him on Saturday. Just you know, Ohio State ties everywhere in the playoffs. That's what's really fun uh, yeah. about this time of year. That developed here mantra still coming through. Nicole, who are you? A, Bengals, Browns fan? What's what's no, your NFL? Hold, on, I, hold on, she likes them all. No, well, I could. I guess that. <laughs> that could be true. But um wherever the Buckeyes are. We're Texans. Oh, Tex- we're Texans fans, so it's you know been a rough year. But um I'm excited for the Bengals just because a lot of our friends are Bengals fans and they're the underdog. You know, they haven't made it this far and anytime you see a team like make it this far when they haven't in so long, it's just exciting. Yeah. It's exciting for all of them and, and you can tell like they're just so happy to have reached that point instead of just taking it for granted. So Maybe it's just Cincinnati's time. The Reds are now the longest tenured uh, baseball team to not win a playoff series. They haven't won one since 1995. Somehow blew a 3-0 lead or 2-0 lead to the Giants. But I recall. Uh, that is irrelevant. <laughs> now it is their turn to fix it moving forward, and the Lions w- will be next uh, for Detroit. So Saturday, if you're looking to have a watch party for the Bengals and the Titans, make sure that you – Call Roosters, mm-hmm. get some, some yes. takeout. Mm. Yeah, need to just get chips. Can't wait until then. Chips. I think mm-hmm. fried pickles, perhaps on is Tuesday. Yes, yes. they're supposed to be fried pickles. I couldn't, I couldn't tell if it was just because Jay Z was here and he wanted. To well, fried yeah, you know, mm-hmm. you know how I go. <laughs> Taking these home, they look really good today. They do. Fried they pickles all do, week, but they look they look great. They're they're twice the size. They're playoff ready. Mm-hmm. Mm. You can add that to your order on Saturday. Going to be another great weekend. Berm is. I know he can't wait. He's counting it down. I'm going to be in Miami, uh, so I'll be watching the game, hopefully, while I'm working in uh, sunny South Florida. Hopefully get a chance to be done that day in time to be in a hotel bar by 4.30. All right, that's enough about Cincinnati. Let's talk about Columbus. Go Bengals. Um, how badly did Ryan Day need to make these defensive moves, Bob? Well, I think the Jim Knowles hiring, I think, was expected in Matt Barnes. And so it's always, you know, that one-for-one trade. It's like a substitution in college football. In the NFL, like, hey, you want to bring in a coach? Well, we'll, he'll be a special senior advisor to, you know, the head coach or a defensive assistant or whatever it is. You can get creative. And so unless it's an analyst, which they're not technically allowed to coach on the field. Mm, yes, and they, nobody would ever break that rule yeah. anywhere in college football. On the field coaching. Uh, you know, on the sidelines, totally okay. Just yeah, not on the so field. Come over here. I can't talk to you unless you I'm talk to me first. I'm behind the bench. But, you know, so you knew that Matt Barnes, Jim Knowles and Matt Barnes, we've known that for a while. And then it comes down to, okay, well, what? how many other changes are they going to make? You know, Jim Knowles, it was rumored, you know, he's linebacker's coach. So if he's coming in, he's going to take linebackers. So where does that leave Al Washington? You know, I 
was under the impression that Kerry Combs had the ability to stay if he wanted to. Uh, you know, in a lot of things that was prior to the bowl game, and then all of a sudden, you know, he decides to leave, and I don't know if that's because he wants to pursue NFL options. Maybe there just wasn't a great feel or fit with Jim Knowles. You know, maybe it's you know something potentially there's a switcheroo going in with Cincinnati and Perry Alano. So you know, the, they bring him and Tim Walton in. I think that's that's good. Jim Knowles is going to take the uh, linebackers. I, I don't know if like. All of those things need to happen. I love Tim Walton. I'm glad he's going to be here. Uh, he's a Buckeye, number one. Played here. He's coaching college football for a number of years, but he's been in the NFL for about the last 13, 14 years. Yeah. I was with him up in Detroit. I know he's a good coach, really good coach. And Jalen, whenever you have the social media clip of Jalen Ramsey saying he's one of the best D-backs coaches you're going to find, like, mm-hmm. all right. Like, yeah, sold. Hey, the the like, recruiting <laughs> process already yeah, is. Yeah. You're like, can he recruit? That clip will be on. Like, yeah. he, he played at Ohio State, so that automatically gives you credibility because now you're not selling, you're telling about your experiences, and that's the thing Heartline has going for him. It's like, I don't have to sell you. I'll just tell you what it's done for me in my life. Yeah. And then you have NFL experience, and what, what people view as one of the top, if not the top corner in the NFL, and Jalen Ramsey coming out and having a massive endorsement to you. Like, okay, you've got to be pretty bad at your job to screw all of those things up. And so I think it's good, great he's here. Kerry Combs, great developer of corners, great recruiter of corners. And I, some guy moron on Twitter was like, "It's great. What has he done? All, you know, all he did. <laughs> well, he's like, if you look at if you look at Ward, uh, who did he have? Ward, yeah. Apple, and Conley. He goes, and more, only one of them's good in the NFL. I'm like, number one. He goes, they they didn't get any better. I'm like, you have to recruit the guys to get them here. So you've got to recruit the good players. They just don't show up. He's done a great job of that. And then he developed them into first rounders. So. He doesn't coach them anymore in the yes. NFL. So our, what happens after our that? Our Sean Lattimore's pretty rich. By the me. way, we we <laughs> omitted guys have done okay. we omitted Roby. We omitted Lattimore. Uh, mm-hmm. My goodness, there was someone else that was in there too that I, I can't. Oh, uh, he also recruited um, uh, Jeffrey Jeffrey Okuda, mm-hmm. Damon Arnett. I'm like number of guys. I think it's safe to say that he's produced more first round corners than anyone else during his tenure in college football. He set a record. So. <laughs> Like for the, I was like, I'm done with you. So don't give me this good riddance. It, it is going to be a loss. Now maybe Tim Walton can replace all that, and you know Perry uh, Perry Ulano will be able to do some stuff too. He did help develop, you know, uh, Ahmad Sauce Gardner down there at Cincinnati, and then also Kobe Bryant who won the Thorpe Award. So both of those guys are going to be drafted high, and so it seems like it's going to be good. But still, the only guy who was retained was Larry Johnson. And so now you have these other guys that they're going to be dumped into, a, you know, the the stew together, and you essentially have three three to five months to get this thing kind of worked out to make sure that everybody fully understands their their priorities, what their roles are going to be, how we coach, who takes over what, making sure you're communicating the scheme the right way. Like, there's a lot of things that need to be overcome here, and and not that it can't be, but it's just not as easy as like, hey, uh, I need a new alternator on my car and just drop one in. You're kind of uniquely um, qualified here to talk about these guys. Obviously, you played with Tim Walton, or he coached coached you. You obviously probably have a pretty good relationship still with Luke down yeah. at UC. What was Luke's reaction to Perry Eliano oh, as a lo- coach? He loved him. I mean, I don't, I don't think there was like he wasn't sat, he wasn't like pushing him out the door right. by any stretch. And you look at what they did this year in their secondary; it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So, you know, I, I think if he was on the staff with Fickle. Being able to do that, that, that's a pretty ringing endorsement that you're going to find. So I don't know Perry personally. 
Uh, but doing a couple of their games this year, like their secondary, as people will talk about, was, was very good. For a group of five school, I mean, that's about as good a secondary as you're going to be able to produce against one of the best offenses in college football. And the interesting thing for me as I look at it, obviously from the recruiting lens, is that Jim Knowles is not going to be asked to do much at all recruiting-wise in the next few months. His job is to get the alignment of the defense, as Bob said, and find a way to make sure these guys all mesh. So does Parker Fleming take a more active role now in helping recruit linebackers because Jim Knowles is not going to be out there really recruiting linebackers. I mean, it's he's been on the job three weeks now, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until two days ago that he had his first conversation with Sonny Styles, and that guy signed. So it's not like there's he's not out there talking to kids. So He did talk to Diamante Trainum. Yeah, I mean, that's one because he – Chip said, I need to talk to this guy and called him. Yeah. But, you know, the, the there are some new roles that are going to have to happen on the defense, and I – we talked about this last week with Ryan Day's, I think, desire to be more CEO and less hands involved in everything. It almost feels like he's now going to have to do more to help defensive recruiting than he did before. I wanted to bring up this point for Nicole that Bob mentioned Kerry Combs' track record and everything he gave. And sometimes when you have these situations where this was not an out and out firing, but the coordinator role didn't play out the way anybody envisioned in the last two years weren't. Well, for Kerry Combs' second go-around, what he wanted. And I know he had the, the speech in October that Nicole and Berm uh, and everybody who heard it mm-hmm. appreciated. But he's been doing this, take out the two years of the Titans for a decade at a very high level, and you won't find anyone who cares about Ohio State any more than Kerry Combs. So it's not something I think that should be celebrated even if maybe in the long run it turns out better or it works out for Ohio State. I don't know if it could work out I, I, better. That's why I, Best I, case I immediately, yeah. immediately, <laughs> edited, out, yes. immediately hit the backspace on that, that it could work out <laughs> fine, but that it's there should be some tribute, I think, to what Kerry Combs did. Oh, absolutely. I think wherever Kerry Combs ends up, they are they are getting a gem. I mean, I just think that I don't – and, you know, I'm still kind of baffled by, like, what happened because he is such in my opinion such a great coach and he believes in those kids he is invested in who they are as a person and as a player which I think is very I just think that's very important I mean I I agree with what you guys were saying about you have to have some crazy kids that like could just you know fly off the handle but I <laughs> Nicole's gone <laughs> shank somebody on board with yes, the wild card yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think he's the only guy that was able to still recruit those guys yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he just he cares about everyone and anybody that's passionate and is all in with any job they do. I feel like it works out that they're the best at it. So I'm, I'm questioning like what happened here, why it didn't work out, but I'm, I'm just hoping that just means there's something out there that's going to be better for him at this time in his life. So, but obviously I'm, I'm really devastated. He's going, (laughs) so it's, it'll be interesting this year. Jay-Z. Yeah, it's, you know, to go back to the original question of did it need to all happen, I don't think it I, – I didn't foresee this happening, right. I guess. I thought maybe Larry would retire. I, I, you know, I thought with the Barnes – you know, that first one that went down, Noel's coming in, Barnes leaving. You know, I think Kerry surprised the heck out of me. Uh, I don't know, you know, what happened or why he decided to do what he did or if he did decide it. But, you know, I thought he would be back because I don't know what – what else you do in his position, right? I mean, yep. do you go be a D or defensive back coach somewhere else? I mean, you, you're doing it at Ohio State. Now, I know it can be hard going through what he went through last year, and maybe that that wound is still there for him, and he just wanted a fresh start. But uh, I think with the Knowles hire, there's a lot of different ways they could have gone. 
and they decide just to get get rid of everybody and get some new faces in, some new ideas. I feel like they're bringing in two guys to replace one in the secondary in a way. I know that's not it because I know Kerry will coach certain positions, but yep. uh, it kind of feels that way to me. And you know, you, like you said, you hope those guys are able to get get you back to where you, you know where you're used to being as far as secondary coaches go, and that would be a huge win. So it'll be interesting to see how they all kind of fit in. I, I think bringing the two. Because there, well, there's two, did I read correctly, two GAs or somebody coming along there's with a, There's an army. There's, yeah, a, there's, a, there's a few people. I think, you know, you guys talked about how it might be hard to implement everything and how they're going to go about that. I think having those helpers mm-hmm. might be able to say, hey, this is we've been through this all before. We can kind of help our, our defensive coordinator explain to everybody and, you know, maybe take some off of Knowles' plate and let these guys who've been through it, who've been around it, kind of help coach it to, to the defensive staff as well. What did Marcellus Wallace say? That's just pride messing with you, right? Mm. Kerry Combs is I'm a proud man. Not sure, that's like, exactly he's word an, for They word. speak English. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I believe they do. Uh, you know, these, these coaches are, at their core, extreme competitors, and, mm-hmm. and it's frustrating for someone like Kerry Combs, I'm sure, to have to deal with what's happened in the last year and a half, and sometimes you just need to make that clean break. I, I think mm-hmm. we all expect that – if this likely turns into him being a trade with Perry Eliano and carry at UC coaching corners and probably as a co-defensive coordinator down there with Mike Tressel and, and hoping to write his story again because the last year and a half has sort of been taken away from him a, a touch with COVID and with everything else. And, and now you just hope that it works out best for both parties because Ohio State, Ryan Day had to make a very difficult decision. And, and that decision to say, Kerry, we love you, we want you here, but if you can't, Get over mm-hmm. that hump and, and you know, put the... Well, there's also a, a part of this I would interject that it's not purely a Ryan Day or Kerry Combs move where if you're saying, well, would you like to be a position coach? Sure. Okay. Here's your role. You can't make $1.2 million to be a cornerbacks coach. That decision would be made above Ryan Day's head. And you don't have as much as... I don't know want. if it should be. Well, maybe it shouldn't be, but that's the way it is. And especially if... A big slice of that pie is now $1.9 million going to Jim Knowles, and you're trying to make a bigger, make a second pie. Make, make a bigger <laughs> pie. I mean, I understand where you're coming LSU's from. LSU's pie is huge. I'm just going to say yeah. that that's another part of this that's mm-hmm. not purely about Kerry's desire or Ryan's desire or anybody else's. That, you know, if you're being asked to potentially give up five or six hundred thousand right. dollars your, your, that could your stay ego's your wallet already, as much as your right. ego your ego's already being jabbed and now your pockets being uh, plucked and that that's an unfortunate combination so i think that's part of it but you know nicole when you're these are these are pretty significant Nicole, how much money would it take for you <laughs> to keep this job but to have to wash dishes all the time and not do what you love to do, but you have, now you got you're just a dishwasher. I mean, you're yeah. still doing something that you like to you're do, still, right? You still, I mean, you're, you're still, still doing a lot of things that you like. How, how is that the you're same? St- you're still, in, you're almost doing everything except making the right. big time decisions. You're still in the building. And you're making a that would be business. really that would be you're still very hard because I I love you're used my to being in job. charge and I making love, your decisions. And not not the being. I just love what what comes with my job. So I you guess being the boss. I don't know because I guess I mean I love working with everybody here. So I guess if I was washing dishes and making you're giving I wouldn't only be credit for this. Yeah, the dishes they didn't ask Kerry to go start making the dishes. Yeah, they're not asking him to cut the fields before practice. Crushed it. And Nicole is also way too good at her job (laughs) for you to suggest that she should go from this. To that wall right behind Somebody, Guys, that's how I started. I, could be. I started as a hostess. And With I didn't hostess. wash as many dishes, but I started as a hostess. <laughs> I didn't wash as many, many dishes. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, these changes, now that you are a boss, the boss, in my opinion, I mean, these are pretty significant changes. That's sometimes you, but you have to have fresh ideas, and any business is going to probably come to situations like Ryan Day face where, all right, going to have to part ways, and, and maybe having four new people in here, if not better, can at least sustain or find ways to enhance, as Urban Meyer used to say all the time. Mm. Like, you can't just stay the same forever. We all learned that during COVID as well. Like, Absolutely. There has to be some changes. In you can't, evolving. you have to grow or or it dies. You know, it, 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 you just do. I mean, we use that term a lot here, growing in our stores and everything. So I, and I wonder too, if maybe Carrie had his own personal goals too, of things that he wanted to accomplish in his career. And there is nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's what's helped make him as successful as he is today. I just hope he knows that, I mean, I guess I didn't play football, so my opinion doesn't matter at all. But it does matter. But he he is just one of the most successful coaches around because of the impact he has left on all these kids, on everyone around him. And, and that's where, like you guys, now at your age, you look back on what the coaches did for you and the impact, you know, well, all, our my age, geez. our age. Everyone except for Jay-Z. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just realizing how old I am makes well, me real. Yeah. Her point is, well, Struck. I mean, Berm trying to pretend like I he's know. not the oldest. The oldest. Her point you is, that 13 course, years old. The last time they won a playoff don't game. Don't listen to do the math. <laughs> don't listen to the idiots on Twitter who are bad mouthing Carrie Combs. Oh, the, gosh, pe- no. the people that actually he uh, dealt with on a daily basis have nothing but great things oh, to yeah. say about Carrie Combs, and never will, uh, you know, go he's to the, the go to the Twitter well and throw darts for some reason. And, you know, I don't want to – I think we need to talk about Al Washington as well. I mean, it's a guy who came back to Ohio, uh, came back to Columbus where he was born and raised. And, again, it's just – sometimes things just don't work out. And the last couple of years have been a crazy scenario where you go from being extremely inexperienced at linebacker to being experienced only at linebacker to then being extremely inexperienced at linebacker. And that sort of volatility made his job pretty difficult. And mm-hmm. then you have four transfers and then you have all injuries. Oh, yeah. I mean – he landed, obviously, on his feet pretty great with a defensive line job at Notre Dame on Sunday that he was hired for. But Well, it goes back to that question, did it need to happen? Probably not. Right. Ryan could have said, hey, listen, we were young. We, all the stuff you just talked about, we had this happen, we had this happen, we had this happen. We don't need to fire all these guys. We were just young, inexperienced. We're yeah, going to be that's better. That's guy Ryan Day worked with at Boston College. It's mm-hmm. someone he's known for a long time. You don't want to have to make these decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not something that Ryan Day, I, I can't, can't imagine, woke up one day and said, yeah, I can't wait to yeah. do this. Fire all these guys. <laughs> well, I think that's why I phrased it that way, because I think we can all sit here and objectively <laughs> say that Ohio State's defense did not play to the level that was expected, and it kept them from winning a championship last year. But the other factors, I think, is what Ryan Day had to sit and evaluate and honestly say, all right, well, there's a couple years now to look at with the Barnes and, and Combs situation. And COVID was part of it. And then he elected after 2020 to stay the course and see that through. Then you have another dose of inexperience and a bunch of first-time starters. and A lot of injuries to the offseason. Mm-hmm. All of this that you could say, all right, well, if you want to find another excuse and you want to mm-hmm. stick it out again, you certainly could. There, there could have been an opportunity for him to do that, but he didn't. And for anyone who's, I guess, wondering if Ryan Day – is being realistic about what it's going to take to win championships, I think replacing three people on the defensive side of the ball tells you he's willing to make aggressive moves and that he doesn't look at 2021 as acceptable or we're going to write off the inexperience. Because I think there's a part, Bob, that after one year for all these first-time starters, they're naturally going to get better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you'd have kept the entire staff together, mm-hmm. those players are going to be 
more familiar with what it takes to play. They're going to have another year in the strength program. A lot of the elements of the 4-2-5, they were starting to be in place with three safeties last year. You'd expect some element of growth no matter what. But if you're looking for next level, you maybe if this is obviously the route they felt. I think you're looking at the term transformational growth. Transformation is what oh. we're looking at. Not just not just the linear growth path, but we want something that <laughs> exponential hockey stick exponential growth. And so love that. Okay. As you sit here and you and you look at it, I think just what you said, do all these things need to happen? Could some of them maybe have happened? You know, did you need did everybody need to leave except Larry Johnson? I think some of that was obviously on some of the individual coaches, but here's what people forget. You know, it was a it was a BFD to get Al Johnson to come down here for Michigan. People talked about how great of a recruiter he was. He was up yep. and comer. His dad played here. The connections to Columbus, getting Kerry Combs back, bringing him in. People really spoke highly of Matt Barnes. Like It wasn't like they settled on these guys. Right. And so that's why Al Washington got a job at Notre Dame right away. Yep. That's why Kerry is going to be able to get a job. That's why uh, Matt Barnes is already the coordinator at Memphis. It wasn't like these guys were on the street and couldn't get, couldn't find gainful employment. They're still very well respected. And sometimes it's just the mix. And like you said, the confluence of all these events that when you look at it in totality, you're like, yeah, maybe we need to tweak. Well, you know, when you start tweaking with things, well, other things, the, the pie point, starts yeah. to move. And then eventually you kind of have to choose. And some people want to step out. You know, I don't want that role. This is going to be better. I'd rather go pursue it somewhere else. A separate pie. A separate they want pie. Their own pie, but I do believe that we need another pie yeah. to be able to, to, to be able to serve with. That's a big piece. <laughs> That's, I mean, you got to have a lot of hunger to get to a championship level. Huge, Sometimes that means huge two pies. Um, two pies. Nicole, we made predictions for 2022 last week, and I didn't prepare you for this question. That's so okay. I'm ready oh to see. We're just gonna, as part of your continued growth and transformational development on yes. the show, we're just gonna pop it on you. Yeah. So today's the NFL draft deadline. Mm-hmm. You, you okay over here? Mm-hmm. Cool. Zach Harrison's coming back, so I think there's. Is a he lot. fully? Did he announced that fully already. In a Zach Harrison way, he just posted the date of the open. <clears throat> Nine three twenty two. He did and, confirm to me, and then in a in a very eloquent text message to Berm, said, "Yeah, yeah." We <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. So it's two sources. So some some people would put a video out. He's you know, it. he's just like, "Yep." Yeah. He was very straight to the point there. So he's coming back. So I'm, the point is that the roster is taking shape. We know for the most part who's going to be playing for Ohio State next year. Who are you most excited to see transformationally grow in this offseason and help the Buckeyes next year? Well, um, out of just our discussions Anywhere. today, yeah, I, I'm going to just say the entire defensive line mm. just because I, I am. I'm just curious. You know, this is all just – kind of wondering why all these changes were made and just want to see like how much of a difference it's going to make. Not that anybody did their job poorly because I don't believe that at all, but just to see if maybe all of them, you know, work together well and mesh well and just to see how they kind of do. So Zach Harrison and Jack mm-hmm. Sawyer and JT mm-hmm. Tuimola with another year of development there. Javon yeah, all guys that a lot of people are going to be excited to see next yeah. year, right? Someone who's not talked about a lot that Berm and I have mentioned maybe playing at that three technique. You have Tyler Friday back. You know Bob's been impressed with his traps workout. Oh, coach. Tyler Friday <laughs> has the world's biggest traps, especially for Impressive. the Buckeyes. I mean, it's a straight Debo Friday situation. He's looking really good. I mean, uh, so Schlegs was here when he was a freshman or it's something. A, yeah, it, it, <laughs> they used to have trap battles. It's it's a trapezoid <laughs> no, yeah, trapezoid tra- situation. <laughs> He's looking really good. 
Uh, maybe, like you said, he kicks down, plays a little three technique, can do some different stuff. You know, about coming off that, uh, was it ACL, knee injury, I believe? Knee injury, yeah. yeah, so he's going to be back from that. Lower so, leg injury. Low, lower <laughs> extremity injury. But, you know, his development, you look at JTT, you look at, uh, my goodness, uh, my yeah. man Jack Sawyer. I was going to say Sam Hubbard. I'm like, that's about six years too late. <laughs> uh, Sam, uh, Jack Sawyer. Um, you know, I mean, there's Javante uh, Jean Baptiste returning. Yeah. Javante, hopefully, we get you'll get the production. Ty Hamilton. I mean, Ty I Hamilton. mean, that could be a. a and Teron Vincent played the best game of his career in the Rose Bowl. Yep. He really did. I agree. Is he, is he gone? He's he was. Oh, he's back too. He's, he's back. back? Oh, I thought he was gone. I thought he was gone. Is he? Is this sixth year for him? No, he was. This will be five. Okay. Oh, nice. So I mean, huh. they're going to have a lot of experience coming back. They looked good. And Jerron Cage and Tyleek Williams. Yeah. Tyleek Williams, big. And Jerron Cage is coming back. I think now, that need, one will be a 60 year They Jerron need some Cage. consistency from Tyleek Williams. We've seen flashes, but mm-hmm. he needs to produce like he did early on in the season. So I, I like Nicole's – I like where she's at yeah. right there. Because it's an experienced group oh, coming back. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> Perfect. Well, it's a lot of guys who, you know – Coming back with a lot to prove, too, right? Yeah, I mean. a lot to prove. And some guys who all got to wet their beak last year mm. you know, and get a little taste of what the action was. That's right. On the second pie. Wetting those beaks. Let's get to ours after our break. Cool. Take a break. You want Nicole out of here? Is I that, just think that, wow, that's rude. I think we just need to really Fine. take a moment. I think it's think because about it. I think it's because mm-hmm. Chives he sprung it on everybody. Is, yeah, you did. Telling us it's also did. because I see Chives in the, out of the corner of my eye going. Yeah, and and he's the producer and he makes the rules. Yeah. So, um, there's a lot going on. Nicole said last week they're just getting ready for March Madness, but now we have Bengals and the playoff Super Bowl. Run. We have an early bird special. I'm, I'm so call in, there it you is. get a discount for ordering your wings early on Super Bowl Sunday. It works out better for everyone, just for the kitchen and everything. How big is and the so, um, ooh, you asked me really oh. quick. Ooh. I'm gonna have to get back to you on that. Okay. I should really know next that. Um, wow. I'm so homework. sorry, guys. I don't want to say the wrong. Hey, what's the <laughs> yeah. early bird discount? <laughs> well, Austin always says on Appetizer Tuesday that all appetizers are two. So I have yeah. to constantly correct him on what? that. So I'm just making a the push. Appetizer Tuesday. Yeah. It is featured $2 appetizer. for sure. The featured appetizer. Featured appetizer. Not all. Just 1%. Well, what happened? Or he was telling me the, to wait. Nicole, what happened was when there was, when you weren't here was. and it was TBD, <laughs> I said, it could just be all appetizers for $2. And I thought, that's my new running platform is I'm going to turn all appetizers for $2 on Tuesday. 20% if they pick up the order between 11 and 3. Yep. What oh, yeah. a deal. Yeah. How about that? It's great. So you're folks. getting your wings early, but they... They reheat. Worth it. Yeah, Fine. they do. I do it every, they do. every Monday. They do. Pop it's them great. in the oven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Toaster oven or the oven. Mm-hmm. Toaster oven will work just yes. fine. So. And... Appetizer Tuesday is tomorrow. Mm. Yeah. Fried pickles. Fried yeah, pickles. fried pickles tomorrow. Pickles. Or maybe something. Else. Or maybe... Or, but know. definitely not all. Happened. Correct. So, that is correct. Not, oh, I, I learned from that. my lesson. <laughs> Hope you got yelled. Did she yell at you? No, no Bob did. Oh, Bob did. Uh, Thanks, Bob. The real one. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be getting all these emails of people complaining. Austin that said that I could get anything. Yeah. Today, I want a cheese. Who is today. Austin? <laughs> that's, a, that's a fair question. Too. Um, we're going to let Nicole get out of here. We're going to come back and talk a lot more about Ohio State on Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. Everybody knows that Roosters is a fun, casual joint. But the truth is, it is so much more. It's a quick stop on the way home to sit back and unwind. It's a front row seat to the big game. It's a place where you will always find a friendly face. And the home of wings so big you won't believe it. It's your family's other dinner table. So yeah, we're a lot of things to a lot of people. Roosters, a fun, casual joint. Precision Engineering. Rigorous attention to detail. 
A Bryant Evolution heating system is so well designed, it's as much of a joy to install as it is to use. Good to go. For the dealer nearest you, visit Bryant.com. All right, welcome back into the Letterman Lounge for Letterman Live. It is brought to you by Roosters. It's a fun, casual joint. And talked about uh, Zach Harrison there, Bob. Uh, his decision to come back, he, he was, I mean, he's always been one of the most private people with his plans dating back to his recruitment. It was hard to get a feel for exactly what he wanted to do. I think the feedback he probably got from the draft process was haven't produced quite enough to be a first or second round pick. You might want to go back to school, but think there's always that dilemma or the debate in his head still a five-star athlete with all that kinds of potential maybe he still gets drafted on that are you surprised at all by his decision and, and what all went into it that process is is complicated oh, he's a smart kid I mean Columbus guy went to all and I mean he, he gets it I, I would hope that he would be self-aware enough to understand that his production this year didn't align with where he would have liked to have been drafted and so he still has a lot of great physical traits and those things are going to be true, but he needs to come back and be able to marry those traits with production because that's what people want to see. They want to see productive players who possess the traits to be able to do that same thing at the next level. And he has those traits, and he's shown flashes of production, but it comes down to the consistency piece, being able to be somebody. You want to be like Nick Bosa and be somebody who you're watching like, I don't even know how we're going to block this guy. <laughs> the only thing that can happen is that he runs into his own teammate and hurts his neck. Oh, boy. And then that's, that's the way that we get him off the field. <laughs> but if you want to be like those guys, like you have to impact games like those guys. And so he'd seen Chase and Nick and all the Joey and everybody that's came before him. And so he understands what it is. I don't think he's delusional like, hey, I didn't have 14 sacks this year. And so hopefully he can come back another year of experience and here's the thing when he came in he was he was much more raw than the Boses. Mm -hmm. chase was more developed than him but he's you know <clears throat> chase wasn't near those guys either but chase was able to develop it took him three there's no shame we get in this thing yeah. now we're like oh if i'm it's like college basketball we're like hey if i came in i'm a five star if i'm not out in a year or two then i'm bad yeah. something's wrong like there are guys who are fourth year players who get taken in the top 10 like that's the reality because everybody just matures at different mm -hmm. Rates and sometimes you're a little bit more raw. And football as a as a sport, and especially the NFL, like you can't draft on potential like the NBA. You know what happens? You get fired in one season. Okay, <laughs> like dudes get fired in one or two years. Yeah. You know, we can't take. Hey, in three or four years, this guy will be really good for us. Three or four years, I'm gonna be fired. You're gonna yeah, cut. Gonna be, it's gonna be three more coaches everybody. by the time yeah. four years get there, there. That doesn't work. So you need to come out being <laughs> as polished as you can possibly be. Yeah, we gotta remember this guy coming out of high school, right? He was, I mean. A, I don't want to say track star, but I mean he was running on on track, track, track speed. I mean, yeah, he had track speed. So I mean, it was it was going to be a project to get the weight on him to really get him where he needed to be. And you know, coming into last year, it was a time where man, you heard a lot about him, right? I mean, he took over the leadership role. He was more vocal. He was more into things, and we expected to see it. It just it just wasn't there. You know, like Bob talked, just the consistency. Uh, you know, taking over games, making sure they have to put two people on you. And I think. You're a uh, hater for saying that, Justin. Well, no, well, maybe so. You're a hater. That's but, what people like pointing out the obvious. Well, yeah, right. back, well in, in today's society, for you're sure. A hater. But this, you're yeah. on him. this has worked against Zach Harrison. It, these comments that exist are because he's being held to a standard yeah, that's probably 100%. not, you know, fair or reasonable for everyone who is a five star 
top five. Yep. I don't know what his final numbers were, Berm. If he was the number one overall player in the country at one point, he was. But you know, well, it's hard to hit that year in and year out. Which that I mean, expectation, as Bob says, you factor in that it, not everyone is going to mature and physically learn the game mm-hmm. at the same speed. To to label him as a bust because he hasn't been the clear cut. Chase Young Heisman Trophy finalist defensive end is unfair Mm -hmm. for one and for two there's no reason that he couldn't still become that and for number three he is still the most productive player on Ohio State's defensive line that's not just that Haskell Garrett is gone Zach Harrison led the team in tackles for loss last year and we can make a case if eight should be enough for that or not Mm -hmm. Uh, but but he did the rest of the line was inefficient and unproductive as well so he was the most productive of the unproductive (laughs) great (laughs) But I think it's just valedictorian of summer school. Right, you have yeah, to remember yeah. in, in in high school football recruiting. And it's not a knock on Zeb Schroeder and Olin Tangy Orange High School. Nick Bosa and Joey Bosa came out of St. Thomas Aquinas in Fort Lauderdale, one of the best programs in the entire country for weight training, for training, for development. For I don't, if you're going to bash Central Ohio high school football here, Berm, you can just walk on out. Of here. Oh, come on now, head to Florida ev- right everyone now. Everyone. I'm not going to listen. You sit here and you speak start nonsense. Everyone's about Broward, you start getting in Northeast Broward, Ohio. I got Broward, a problem, but down here, I'm yeah. I'm going to allow it. Broward, <laughs> we go. we'll allow it here in Central Ohio. <laughs> Everyone's developed at a different rate. So you look at Zach Harrison coming out of high school. Sure, he's six foot five and two hundred and forty pounds and ran a twenty-two point two in the two hundred and an eleven point zero one in the hundred. And that size, that's kind of ridiculous and freaky. But he still didn't know how to play football. You know why? Because OHSA doesn't let us have spring ball. That's the that's real right. issue. Oh, there's I mean, talking to you right now, OHSA. So now Bob does have a problem. Uh, well, I, some central Ohio. It's not that's an Ohio that's thing an Ohio. in general. It's, it's like more of a Midwest. Well, it's up in the northeast Ohio, we get around that rule a little <laughs> build an indoor and lock the doors. <laughs> exactly. It does block out windows. It does play a role in the development and how long it takes for these guys to get to that point where they're hitting the expectation of what they had coming out of high school. But, again, Zach is also one of the younger uh, seniors yep. in that class. He's a, a young 21-year-old now. I think he's just turned 21. It's like Paris Campbell. Right. So he's a young guy, and I just don't think – you know, I see people who respond to this and say, oh, well, who cares? It's not a big – any guy that comes back oh. that's played for four years big, is better you know, than a guy that hasn't played. People well, get so caught up in your recruiting rankings, Berm, and you chasing mm-hmm. down these dudes at high school parties. I do not personally lots. recruit them. So, but or high these, school and parties. And all these high school parties. You are, <laughs> oh, this guy's going to be great. Oh, hey, I'm going to uh, tell you this. You know what? The older uh, I get, they say this. Uh, they, they, they stay really the do. same age. But I'm going to tell you this, dude. Anthony Schlegel rolling out there at like 25 years old, 24 and a half, taking on some 17 Yeah, right. Dude. Because, oh, this dude's a man. He has a... He drinks beer on the way to practice. <laughs> yes. He's got a full beard, and like he's already like starting to get arthritis and be old. I mean, hmm. that's the difference. There's those guys coming back, and you need to look no further than Oklahoma State's defense this year, where like hmm. their top eleven dudes were all fourth year guys and older. I mean, it helps yeah. to be more physically There's mature. The reason why Wichita State every fourth year in basketball yes. is one of the best programs in the country because you have a bunch of twenty three year olds playing against a bunch of seventeen year olds, mm-hmm. and that's what happens. Yeah, I think. The reason that I bring it up this way is Is that the guy you're most excited about coming back? Is that what is that what we're no, circling back? He's no, he's not, but I just think it's an interesting conversation because you and I both got whether that was on the message board at Letterman Row or our social media accounts, like yes. oh, should Ohio State want Zach Harrison? <laughs> and I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like it's amazing, isn't it? I'd rather see, you know, J T get these reps and Jack Sawyer develop. I'm like all right, well, Ohio State plays more than two defensive and in every team. Yeah, did they not see him rotate last year? They're going to rotate. This is another five-star athlete that there's no reason to kick to the curb no. in any situation. You rotate, he's an incredible athlete. Did he get the sacks that he wanted? No. 
But if you're going to play in this Leo or Jack stand-up role, Zach Harrison's still going to be one of the most appealing people. And beyond that, he's a guy that you want on. Mm -hmm. He was a captain of the Buckeyes last year. I just don't. It's not like he was some, you know, bleephead. No, he's a high oh. character. He's a high character human. Self-censoring. It'd be nice if we could get a little more of an edge to him. Yeah. You know, maybe take him out of Olin Tangier, you know, South Linden. <clears throat> yeah. Spend a couple nights down there. Get the shank shankopotamus out. You know, realize what it takes. You know, when you're starving. You know how to how to you got to survive. How to eat? How to eat? Mm-hmm. How's she gonna eat? I mean, you know, I mean that's that's real. But you, he's I can't imagine. I, I always look at a guy and Justin. I played with him. Um, Will Allen who played at Ohio State, who played like 13 years in the NFL. Yeah. And Will was a starting nickelback as a junior and didn't become like a full-time starter till his senior year and then was an All-American, drafted in like the third or fourth round and went on to play. Made a couple of the biggest yeah. plays in Ohio State. 100%, life. but like yeah. nobody was saying like, oh, I mean, this guy, like, oh, we're going to start a first-year starter at senior safety. Like, let's get these young guys out mm-hmm. here and see what they can do. I mean – he was behind some really good players. Like, yeah. just things work out at different rates, and it's fine. It's perfectly okay for that to be the case. All right, but that doesn't mean he was my pick. So, Who was your pick? Um, probably Marvin Harrison. After what I Starvin saw, Marvin Marvin, <coughs> Route Man Marv, uh, Route Man. Only five catches. Shouldn't we just pick an offensive player and a defensive player? Because I feel like this could get away from us. I just assumed that you guys were going to pick like ten guys Schlage style anyway. Yeah, so, we'll take one. Uh, I, I just. Slake style sounds good. What's the question? Who do you what want to see you're most excited? It's most excited. Nicole picked the defensive line. And she, Smart. That was a Schlegel's move to start that yeah. segment off right away. Marvin Harrison, um, that was quite a performance in the Rose Bowl. I think I was already excited about what we'd seen throughout spring ball last year and then training camp, and his name was coming over the loudspeakers an awful lot. Uh, but you had those three really good receivers right there. It was hard to crack into the lineup. Well, he's going to be there now, and – he sure looks ready. I think it's exciting to see what he can do out there alongside Jackson and Mecca Buka and Jaden Ballard and Julian Fleming. It's, hey, Brian Hartline's got, got the bag. <laughs> it's you know, insane, so isn't it? Cameron Babb. Keep it rolling. God, Cameron Babb yeah. getting there. Oh, yeah. Cameron Babb coming back. Yeah, he's coming back. I pray that he doesn't tear his ACL. He's, I don't know he's what. He's graduated from Has Ohio State. Has he done State. both of them already? Oh, he's torn his ACL three times. Is it three times? He's graduated yeah. from Ohio State and has four years of eligibility left. Yeah, I mean, he. <laughs> <laughs> he, it's it's remarkable, but he uh, who I'm looking at. There's gosh, there's two guys. I'm gonna take two, and I don't care what you say about. I don't it. I don't have any problem with it. Um, it's a one, fun casual one of conversation. them. It's very casual. I mean, slipped a dollar on the nightstand. Listen, <laughs> it's that cat that type of cash. But anyway, the two guys that I'm looking at. One guy who's played a lot, but has had battled some injury, and I think played really well last year. And I think as we saw in the the game up in Ann Arbor this year, has a high GSF. Mm-hmm. He, he, he walks with the shank. Wow, he's picking, he likes him. Camp, my man, Cam, you throw a helmet. My, my man, Cam you throw Brown. a helmet. You got an attitude. We like it here. <laughs> Get all, he's going like to have to be a leader of this yes. defense. <laughs> and I thought, I when Cam Brown, I've watched him play. I thought this guy has first round potential when he was younger. Yeah. Now this year, you know, he comes off a blown Achilles, had some ups and downs. But once he was kind of back and healthy, he did a pretty good job. Played the ball as well as anybody in the secondary. And I think you give him a full off season of health and to be able to come back. I think that's a big deal. He's going to be a fifth year guy. And it's not like, oh, he just didn't pan out. He wasn't yeah. as good. He looked really good. When, remember when he had to fill in a couple of years ago at Team yeah. Michigan? Looked good. Yep. Looked good. And then get caught by the injury bug. So I'm excited for him to come back, lead this defense. He has the attitude. He has all the physical ability you want to put together a great year. 
maybe a little a la Damon Arnett. Have that fa- that final great senior season. Hopefully, yeah. is that Le- a little- stay off the social media? <laughs> is that he, Cam's a great kid. He's a, he is the, he's a character with character. That's that's, right. that's the type of guy that you want. And then the other one is Mitchell Melton, who you know we sit there and like, why are the linebackers? Ah, oh, why is this? Ah, oh, like listen, one of the guys who was supposed to be really good who is a guy who's big and fast and can do a lot of things is Mitchell Mountain. And he had a leg injury as well. They kept him out <laughs> lower, for a whole year. Lower extremity. And it's like, man, like Al John, like, what do you, they got this guy. It's not their fault. It's not even his fault he got hurt. Sometimes just crap just happens. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see what a guy like him can do. You pair him up there with Steele, with Tough, with Cody. And it's like all of a sudden now you've got – you know, three guys who have played a lot, and then a guy who's got a lot of physical ability. Wait, tough, tough. Or not Tommy. <clears throat> I said Cody. Tom, you're talking Steve, about Tommy. Tommy. I can. Tommy. Evolutionary Tommy. tough. Yes, evolution. <laughs> Taller, a little stronger, and faster. Tough. Tommy, Cody, and and Steel. There. And then That's, the those are mine. And chip and train and them. I mean, it yeah, train be, them coming be in. An improve unit should be a firm and strong I'm gonna unit. St- I'm going to stay there for my first one. Which is Steel Chambers. There you I go. mean, how big is having a full year yeah. of playing linebacker, being in that room, being around? I mean, you're going to be learning a new defense, I guess. I don't but know if it was a full year. They flipped him in well, the middle fair, of Well, fair, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> right? Camp. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, being able to kind of build off what he was able to do this year, yeah. I think I think he could be a big-time player for us uh, in that defense next year. So I'll, I'll, I'll go there. And then, you know, CJ, yeah, we're all excited to see him come back. Jackson, we're, uh, Mayan Williams. You love him. That was your I, do love I do love Mayan Williams. I do love Mayan Williams. And I think when he was put in this year, he, he, he did what he needed to do. I don't think he's going to be a number one. I think Trey is going to be hopefully stay healthy next year. He doesn't have, you know, get banged up through, throughout the season, although it is tough. But if he does get banged up, man, it's nice to have Mayan Williams there to uh, tote that rock for us and get us some tough yards. I, th- I think he – That's a change-up. I mean, well, yes. two guys. Yes. Which, I mean, we have multiple guys in that room, so don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, the old, well, I forget what his nickname Evan is now. Meatball, chop, chop, chop meatball, yeah, whatever meatball. it is. Meatball. Some, meatball. some yes. cut of meat. No, it doesn't work. No, he likes chop, right? He, he likes, likes chop. He wants to be pork chop. Pork chop. Uh, and pork chops are good if, I mean, yourself, they're undervalued. Like, you're not going to force your own nickname on the public. Like, everyone already wanted to call him meatball. And there's yeah, a, but you got two different kinds of meat. I mean, you got if he wants to be pork... You well, can have pork, I guess pork, you can have pork meatball. Pork meatball, but a pork chop is way and different than a meatball. Limited his name, image, and likeness opportunity. Like, just go pitch a meatball yeah, sandwich. It's uh, so easy. Wow, we've really, we've really <laughs> gone there. This has turned out well. Um, what did you think was going to happen? I don't know. <laughs> we just got to make sure that mine is on that great weight regiment with Mickey Marotti. Comes in even trimmer he, and, he, and yeah. leaner and powerful and explosive, and you know, not Again, pork. Not pork is a leaner meat, and it's the other white meat. That's what they say. Oh, uh, wow. You did uh, this. Julian Fleming. <laughs> Julian, Fleming Julian Fleming is one of my guys here in this uh, conversation. Uh, provided that he's able to go yeah. full go. Another guy right? who's kind of been bit by the you – know, He got hurt again in the yeah. – He hurt what himself happened, in the – What happened to him in the Rose He Bowl? separated his shoulder. Uh, is that what it was? And then went back in mm-hmm. and, then threw a, and then threw a pretty nasty stiff arm with it. And the other shoulder. So he had a long-term issue dating back to high school in his other shoulder. Right. That – had surgery for last offseason, so so provided there's hope, no, you would hope that the other shoulder now doesn't keep him out of spring. the separation. Provided there's no mm-hmm. interior damage or anything like that that requires any sort of cleanup or surgery, I mm-hmm. think that he's in for a big spring, and I, I just think that he's the guy. You know, we we talk about Brian Hartline as a developer of talent. This is Julian 
Fleming is sort of the uh, the piece de resistance here to be like, hey, can you actually take <clears throat> this guy? He's everything you want athletically, everything you want athletically, so but fancy. he didn't really ever play wide receiver in a traditional way. He played in basically a wing T offense in high school. He's the number one ranked receiver in the country, but he was also very, very raw. And, and they number one receiver in the country, you played in a wing. Well, because they threw hey, the ball. You know who, well, fair, you know, but you know, come hey, on. You know who else was the number one receiver in college football who played in like a triple option? Calvin Johnson. Right. So you know, oh, what? Well, fair. I'm okay with that. So, so <laughs> yeah. two guys on. Okay, one. that's yeah. Okay, so give gotta, him Calvin. You got to show him how to play wide receiver, and, and it's he's getting there, and I think it's going to be mm-hmm. a huge year for Julian Fleming. Defensively, I was going to say Mitchell Melton. Bob wow. stole him. Bob stole it mm. like a jerk. Uh, and but so that just means two votes votes for Mitchell. Mm. So. so I'm going to say who votes one ballot? Uh, Cody Cody Simon's one of those guys who, again, if he's healthy, I think he's going to be a big part of things. Court Williams has to be. Oh yeah, answer. jailhouse. But then you have Josh Proctor back. There's a lot of pieces. Oh, I forgot back about here Proctor. State. Oh, see, and I was just getting ready to talk about Josh Proctor. Yeah, he told he's me that yours. I needed to talk about defense, but but I also now Berm has taken 15. One guys. spot that I really think the Buckeyes have an opportunity. One spot I think the Buckeyes have an opportunity to make a difference is their return game. And I think I oh, really, really believe mm, really? I really believe Ibuka. that Emeka Abuka as a kick returner and hopefully Cameron Martinez returning punts is a game changer for Ohio State. Still on, on the Cam Martinez Because train. if he gets the ball, he's a difference maker. And I, I don't know why you would put Jackson Smith and Jigba back. Now, unless Cam can't catch the ball in punts in punt practice or whatever. I don't think that's the It game. is hard. You ever tried? I, I haven't, but I know he has. It's very hard. It's hard. It's not easy. <laughs> uh, so I, I think that the Buckeyes can change things around a little bit by being super aggressive on special teams. So are you Cause predicting they got a lot that Ohio State's going to have a punt return for a touchdown? At some point next year, someone's going to return a punt. Mm. Wow. Where did you get a crazy okay. bold prediction like that? We don't do bold predictions here. Huh. <laughs> next next guy? Who who you want to talk about? Yeah, Josh Proctor. Okay. Uh, uh, One-armed bandit. He was really... On the way, I thought. I was thinking of a guy that's willing to shank someone. Josh Proctor would. <laughs> that's on the field. That's a little bit too much for Josh Proctor. I don't know. Did I you see what he did at the last play that was <laughs> well, game? Gosh. Yeah, but he does. I guess my point is he doesn't need the shank. He will just straight up murder you. Well, that's fine. By mm. running full speed. By running it until you. you are buried in the ground. He doesn't need a weapon. By being a man. Ryan, Ryan Clark sat there. He's like, he literally put the gun down, Craig. He, you know, 100%, he, had, he loved Josh put the Proctor. Knife down. Josh Proctor the whole time. And he'd always say, like, I love him. Like, dude, he's great. I just, I'm worried sometimes that he's going to hit the wrong dude or do. He's like, and after that play, literally, phone, he's like, your boy's amazing. Final play of the game, not taking it off, and ended the guy's life on the sideline. Yeah, Josh Proctor. So, you know, I don't know what they will do in terms of pitch count reps going into spring. I thought that uh, my understanding was that it would be four to six weeks before he could get out of the cast and then start working his way back. We saw him late in the year back on the sideline, just sort of walking around. I don't know the extent of all of the rehab process for him, but the timeline projected that he could be ready for March and April. Now, I don't know. They don't mm-hmm. want to push it, but I think he'll be, get this guy. Yeah. He is an NFL talent at safety. I mean, if he's ready to go in spring, they'll have him out there, right? Because you're going to want, yeah, you're going to want as many reps as possible with uh, getting these calls get and play in the well, safety look. He uh, might end up being a non-contact guy in the spring, mm-hmm. just precautionary. Yeah. But like, 
for safety, for what he's going to be able to do, it's just the feel of getting out there, being yep, able yep. to see it. It's like a quarterback being knocked Yeah, being back there, seeing everybody move in front of you and getting them lined up. No one needs to see Josh Proctor hit anybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. That is <laughs> all. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, that, that can be done. I think Ryan Day would prefer that Josh Proctor didn't hit anybody in practice yeah. for what he yeah, might keep do. Keep people healthy. Well, yeah. When everybody yeah. is wearing scarlet and gray <laughs> yeah. uniforms, you probably don't want yeah. Josh Same Proctor. Same thing with Lathan's injury, with, with Josh coming yeah, back. Yeah, I forgot injury. about Lathan. Uh, they, they, they need to make sure that those guys at safety are getting an opportunity to see things mm-hmm. unfold. So Tanner McAllister will be part of that conversation as well. This has been a fun, casual one at Roosters. It's Letterman Live. As always, it is brought to you by Roosters. Going to keep going all year. We're never going to stop talking about these Buckeyes and football all year. That's Jay-Z, Bob, Berm. I'm Austin. Appreciate Nicole Cox for having us in here. We'll be back next week. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time at Roosters.